Hello, Virold. This is Nick, and welcome to the Abroadcast Podcast, episode number eight. As a reminder, please like and subscribe to this podcast's page on Facebook. Send me an email, theabroadcastpodcast at gmail.com, for photos and all sorts of big insights. I am so sorry it's taken me so long to record this podcast. I have been so unbelievably busy for the past, how long has it been? Five weeks, I want to say. I... As I mentioned in my last episode, I had my final exams. That's been throwing a wrench in my system, and then I wanted to do one when I came back from London last weekend, but that kind of got screwed up because I had an exam on Tuesday in one of my classes. It's been it's been crazy, so I'm finally doing an episode. I finally have a minute to breathe. So I'm here, and I do have one little announcement before I go any further. I do have one trip coming up. It's not really coming up. It's in a little while. But not only am I doing Christmas in other parts of Europe, I I actually am not sure if I mentioned this. So I am going to Prague and Vienna and Amsterdam for Christmas. So that's going to be unbelievable. Some of my family members are coming out. That's going to be great. So, um, So that's going to be amazing. I will be sure to have you guys updated on that. I'll do a podcast on that. We'll see how that all works. But anyway, after that, I have my second quarter exams right about, I think it's the first week of February. It's in late January, early February is when my second quarter exams are. And so right after that, because after the second quarter exams, we have what they call spring break, conveniently at the beginning of February. And uh, it's a week off, and then we come back for the start of the third quarter. And so, as a lot of people do here as students at TU Delft, what they do is they go on ski trips. And I just organized, and I about 20 minutes ago got it set. I am going on a ski trip with a bunch of friends of mine from that Spain group that I'm telling you guys all about, the super fun, crazy, awesome people. They're so much fun. And we're going skiing for six days. We're going to be in uh, Pardonecia in Italy. It's right on the French-Italian border on the Italian side. And so I'm spending six days skiing. I'm going to be spending four days in Pardonecia. And we have two days in, let me see, where is it? Via Latea, I think it's called. I think it's how you say it. Uh, But anyway, it's going to be incredible. I'm so excited. I will definitely keep you guys posted on that stuff. I know pretty much everybody that's going on that ski trip, at least in our Spain group. I think, like I said, it's me and 15 other people, I want to say. So it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. Tons of pictures are going to be thrown at you guys. Cyclone Nation flags are going to be flying all over the place. It's going to be great. I'm so, so excited. So anyway, let's get right to the podcast. You guys don't want to hear about my finals because those are boring and I don't want to talk about them anyway. So <laughs> let's move on. Like I said before, I was in London not this weekend, but the weekend before that. So... About 10 days ago. So one thing I do want to get out of the way really quick before I say anything else about the trip. First of all, it was amazing. But uh, for the people that are interested in traveling across Europe who are thinking about doing it more on a budget, kind of like me, where it's 
the borderline broke college student trying to see Europe on a dime, that kind of thing, that a ton of people do. Don't do the buses. Don't. <laughs> don't do the buses. Oh, boy. You know, you know what they say is to do overnight trains so that way you save money on either a hostel or a hotel or wherever you're staying. And it's pretty much the same-ish kind of price and you get there overnight and it's easy. Yes, do the overnight trains. Don't do the overnight buses. Oh my gosh. So here's what I did. I took a train from London. I did this both ways. I took a train from Amsterdam to Brussels and that was about an hour and a half and then I had a layover in Brussels and then I hopped on a bus to London and then I did the same thing on the way back just took the bus from London to Brussels and then the train back from Brussels to Amsterdam that was interesting so the trains are great here trains are great and I have that to say about everything trains are incredible you want to get around somewhere and you don't really have to worry about time like you're not in a pinch take the trains they're fantastic they're quick they're easy they're quiet they're fairly cheap uh most of the time they're cheaper than flying but anyway you can sleep on them actually the buses not quite oh my gosh it was because it was a budget I thought okay this is cheap like I went there and back for less than 60 euro like it was super cheap to go from Amsterdam to London the only cool thing I will say about the bus was that I didn't realize this but the way they do it there is you know we got on the bus and we had to go through French customs and then we had to go through English UK customs because we were going under the channel, uh, under the channel on the train, the underground train there. And I didn't realize this because they said, oh, yeah, we're going to have to take the train underneath the channel. And so I said, okay, so we're going to, what, hop off the bus, get on the train, and then hop on a bus on the other side? They said, no, 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 no. They put the bus on the train. They have these big, big trains and they fit him in there. It, I mean, this driver had to just squeeze this bus in. It was amazing. And it was the smoothest ride I've ever had. I don't know if it was because we had two suspension systems, you know, one being on the train, one being on the bus. I didn't even know we were moving. I was like, so when are we going to get on the road? And like 15 minutes later, oh, the bus is already on the other side. We're in England now. Okay, that's cool. Um, so that was neat. But on the way back, we had to take a ferry. We didn't take a train underneath. We took a ferry. And I, I don't know how long the train took because I was asleep. But uh, the ferry took two hours. And we have to get we had to get off the bus and get back on. We had to walk on the ferry. And then we had to take the bus back. And that took forever. Honestly, I had... A guy in front of me who is convinced he bought a cot because this guy is crushing my knees. I mean, he's completely crushed. They're gone. They're in pain. I've got this lady, God bless her, but she is as wide as she is tall sitting next to me. And she's flowing over the armrest onto me. And I have the window seat, so I'm crushed up against the side. And then I have these two people who will not be quiet. They are constantly... I don't know why I didn't say something to this day I don't know why I didn't say something but I the whole time 
on the way back. Anyway, on the way there, it wasn't quite as bad. We just, we missed our train, so we had to wait in the station for two hours. So that was a pain. But on the way back, it took eight hours of this. Oh, don't, don't ever, don't ever. The only sleep I got was on the train from Brussels to Amsterdam. It was an hour and a half, and I got great sleep. It was quiet. It was easy. Oh, I I took the hardest power nap, and it was overnight. And the way I laid it out was I came back on Monday night, and so I got into Amsterdam on Tuesday. So I got in from my train trip at Brussels. I got into Amsterdam, came back to Delft from Amsterdam, and I got back to my place at 10 in the morning. I had class at 10.45. I made it to class. I went to my five hours of lectures, and then I came home and I slept for, I want to say, 14 straight hours. Like, it was, it was crazy. It, 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 yeah, it wasn't probably my best transportation planning I've ever had. But, I mean, what I did do well was the trip. So, let me get into that. I got in in the morning on Friday morning at about 7 a.m., 6.37 a.m. First thing that struck me, I don't know where my head was. But I had been walking around all of these cities that I had been to. I had walked around Bruges. I had walked around Ghent and Dublin, and it was easy. I didn't realize that London was enormous. I didn't realize that it had, what, 9 million people? (laughs) Something like that? I didn't realize that. So I thought, okay, I can walk from the station, my shuttle station, all the way to my hostel that I'm staying in. Well, an hour and a half later, I finally got there at about 8 in the morning. And uh, so, yeah, you know, I checked in, whatever, it was fine. And then I just decided I'm going to take a stroll around. So I went to the local train station there and bought an all-day rail pass. I ended up buying them for all four days that I was there. That was the way to go because my legs were going to fall off if I was going to walk all that distance. I I ended up taking the subway and the metro or the public transport. I ended up taking it one stop all the time just because I was too tired to walk across the bridge or something. It was It was crazy. So on that first day, they have the HMS Belfast that is right in front of the Tower Bridge. Not the London Bridge, the Tower Bridge. The Tower Bridge is the one you think of when you think of London. But anyway, it's right in between the London Bridge and the Tower Bridge. And it used to be a battleship in the World War II era, and it served for a while, and they were going to scrap it, but they decided to turn it into a museum back in the 70s. So I got onto that boat, and I saw you know, the conditions and everything. I saw the guns and all that stuff. It was so cool. Really, really, really liked it. And of course, since I took the bus that morning, I got no sleep. So I came back to my place and crashed once they were finally ready for me. Uh, I walked a little bit around kind of uh, the main center part of the, the city. It was really, really nice. I didn't go to Westminster at that point. I, but anyway, I was, yeah, I was walking around mostly kind of the northeast side by the river there. So then I woke up and I, from my nap, and I decided, wait a minute, there is the Premier League. That's a thing here, the uh, the soccer, football, 
league, the Premier League. That's a thing here. Let me just see what tickets are going for. And so I found a ticket. It was a big, big game weekend for the Premier League. There were, I want to say, like eight games or something. It was crazy. There were so many football games. And there were two of them in London, and one of them was Arsenal, which anybody who has ever heard of the Premier League has heard of Arsenal, Chelsea, and Liverpool. So Arsenal was playing, and they were playing uh, Tottenham Hotspur, if I remember correctly, and that's a huge rivalry game. And those tickets were going for way too much money. And anybody who knows kind of the gist of it is that's a huge rivalry game, high-profile game. Everybody's going to want into that game. And, of course, the tickets are expensive. But here's the other thing. That stadium is enormous. It it has about 70,000, 72,000 seats from what I understand. And it's all corporate. It's all hoity-toity. I was, no, that's not what I want to see. I want to see a Premier League game. So the other game in the London area that was going on was the one that I went to, and that was Everton at Crystal Palace. Now, that game is not a super, like, it was a close matchup, and it ended up being a really good game, but the thing is, the tickets were cheaper. I got to see the Arsenal game on TV, which was great. I saw it on TV in a pub across the street from the stadium that I was going to later for the game that I went to, the Everton Crystal Palace game. And it was a, it was a great game. I got to meet some awesome people. They told me, yeah, so where are your seats? I'm like, oh, they're over here. They're like, ah, that's kind of not very good. I'm like, really? They're like, yeah. I'm like, well, what do I do? And they said, well, just kind of, just kind of, scoot up you know by the time halftime rolls around there's a 40 seat wide section there's 80 people up there you'll be fine I'm like okay cool so I sat in my seat for the first half and it was sure enough it was way in the back I could barely see the entire pitch the entire field I could barely see it because of the canopy that was over my head and I was like ah this this isn't great and so at halftime I just pretended to know what I was doing and walked down and sure enough I was in the 15th row (laughs) for the second half and there were guys sitting there like hey come on in Uh, I was like oh thanks my first Premier League game they're like oh they get over here you know and it was great everybody's standing up the whole game you know so the seats don't matter nobody cares like I could have like, taking a piece of paper and throwing it out of the field. Like, it was right there. It was really, really cool. And the atmosphere there was great because, you know, the fans there, because neither team is great. It's number 16 and number 20 out of 20 in the Premier League. <laughs> so it's not exactly a high-profile game, but it was a close game. And so I knew that the people there were going to be true fans. You know, nobody goes to a team like that and just shows up whatever no they're they're the real fans and I was absolutely right these guys were nuts they absolutely loved their team the atmosphere was incredible there was no corporate stuff I don't think there were any suites in that whole stadium and it was great I remember they scored a goal on the other end and the place erupted louder than I had ever heard anything for like a stadium or any it was nuts It was absolutely crazy, and it ended up being a really, really good football game. So, yes, I totally made the right decision in terms of which game to go to. It was fantastic. Absolutely, absolutely loved it. 
So as I scroll through my camera roll here to take a look and see what else I did, let me uh, <laughs> let me take a look at what I have here. So I did that, and then that night I kind of came back to London and I walked kind of around the Westminster area just a little bit, and I got off the metro and I was kind of looking around I, I you know I use my first time using the metro system and it's the subway system there and they call it the tube and I really didn't know my way around the city but I just knew that this is kind of where all the tourists went so I was like okay cool just for the day to get it all in and so I walk out of the train station I'm like okay look up and look around for some some landmarks try to find your bearings here so i'm looking around I'm like ah right across the street there there's some construction going on in an old looking building yeah i am like okay that's not really giving me much uh, there's the river there there's wait a minute that that, that tower looks kind of oh would you look at that it was big ben <laughs> they are having construction they're doing construction on big ben right now so unfortunately i didn't get to hear the bells ring or anything like that and it's gonna be a while for them to finish it i think they i heard from someone a little bird told me that it's gonna be about two two and a half years before they get that thing up and running again so i mean it is what it is and it's crazy that just seems to be my luck it's almost like my thing whenever i travel everything that's like the big tourist attraction is always either under construction or something like that like in venice i was in venice and the 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 venetian bridge over the grand canal that was under construction in florence the famous fountain that was under construction <laughs> there are tons of things that are under construction whenever i'm around i could go to paris and the eiffel tower would be under construction like that would just be my luck <laughs> But uh, you know, I'm not complaining. I'm just I'm just saying I, I find it hilarious, frankly. So anyway, so yeah, there was that. And then, of course, the Eye of London is right there, that big Ferris wheel that they light up red. And, of course, it's a Coca-Cola-sponsored thing, so, of course, it's red. Um, but anyway, uh, so, yeah, I went to bed very nicely that night. It was a great, got a great night's sleep because it was such an exciting day. So that morning, that following morning was Sunday morning. So on Sunday, I got up and I thought, ah, okay, time to go do the touristy stuff, which I actually really wanted to do. Normally, I like to get off the strip and kind of see the real city. You know, like in Dublin, I wanted to get away from the Temple Bar area and I wanted to get to the real pubs. But here, I, I really wanted to see the touristy stuff. You know, I wanted to see Westminster. I wanted to see Big Ben and all that stuff. Buckingham Palace, and so I decided, okay, I'm going to go to Westminster, and so I saw that area, I saw the the abbey, and it was, it was beautiful, and so I thought, okay, I'll just walk down to Buckingham Palace, and it was crazy, because it was, you know, it's 9, 9.30 in the morning, and I thought, oh, there's going to be people everywhere, you know, and everybody's trying to get to get there, and I'm walking around, I'm like, there's nobody around, where is everybody, where are all the tourists, and I, I'm checking my map. I'm like, oh, I'm going the right way. You know, it's it's right over there. I get there. Turns out there's this big thing. So Armistice Day, uh, Memorial Day, was a few weeks. Like now it was four weeks ago, but at the time it was like two weekends before. And so they were still celebrating 
they apparently continue the celebrations for the holiday like weeks into the time and so I got there and there were they were having parades and stuff they were having this big event at Buckingham Palace and the the royal guard or whatever the guys with the big tall hats that don't flinch they were wearing their gray jackets, not their red jackets. But anyway, their marching band came in and played some music in front of Buckingham Palace. And it was it was so cool. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And I kept walking around the area. You know, I saw the, the gardens out in front and all that, all that jive. And, and I just kept running into them. And, you know, the way they do it is they have individual regiments and individual groups that pay their respects and... They have their little days of remembrance and memorial. And so I would be the band and they would be leading something. So in the morning I passed by one of the tank regiments and they had a tank out in the middle of the city, which was so cool. And they were paying their respects to all the boys that lost their lives in the tanks. And then one that I actually ran into sort of across the gardens from Buckingham Palace there was a group of the Irish Royal Guard that were honoring their fallen members, and it was like their Secret Service, I think, kind of thing, because they weren't in, like, military uniforms. They were in, like, suits. But they all had the top hats, the rounded top hats and umbrellas, and that was, like, their uniform. They kind of looked like Kingsmen, if you've seen that, movie or know what I'm talking about but anyway it was the Irish Royal Guard I think it was and there one of the guards played I think it would must have been their version of taps and everybody of course stopped and you know covered their heart or saluted or paid their respects and that was really 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 neat and I just ran into that completely by chance completely on just on accident so that was that was really something uh, <laughs> so let's see, that was also funny, because I walked down to nearby where the tank was in the morning, I forget, it was near Westminster, and they have a museum for the Royal Guard there, and I didn't go in, but I was outside it, and they had the Queen's lifeguards there, they were at the doors, I don't know if that means the Queen was there or not, or whatever, but the Queen's lifeguards were standing there, and of course everybody's snapping pictures because they're not allowed to flinch or anything. You know, they're you know statues, human statues. And this guy is standing there, and th this guard looked like maybe he was twenty, maybe he looked sixteen. I know he wasn't sixteen, but he looked like he was sixteen. And this guy, he's standing next to this archway, and he's kind of in the archway and this guy is going to like pick up some trash or something and he goes to walk to the door past the archway <laughs> and this guy this guard stomps on the ground turns to the guy and screams stop at the arches <laughs> and the guy the guy's face just was pitch white like shocked he's like oh sorry and everybody got a good chuckle out of it you know, people are like, whoa, whoa, and everybody's kind of freaking out, and it was like, you know, good for you, you're doing your job, like, 
<laughs> yeah, that was that was great. I'm sitting over to the side. I am biting my lip so hard trying not to burst out laughing. I was I was trying not to laugh so hard and I had my camera out and I had just taken a picture of the guy. I had just put my arm down and I didn't get a picture and I'm so bummed that I didn't get a picture of the <laughs> This guy getting hollered at by this guard. Oh, it was great. <laughs> so great. But uh but yeah, I got a I got a pretty good chuckle out of that. Uh <laughs> let's see, what else uh what else was it? Yeah, so yeah, I got in front of Buckingham Palace. I saw Parliament, because obviously that's that's right there by the Big Ben there and Walked around the area again that night, which it's so pretty when it's all lit up at night. It's it's really, really pretty. Big Ben and Parliament, especially from across the river, are just gorgeous. Oh, man, it was really something. And then on Monday, I decided I was going to go because I knew the London Olympics were a thing back in 2012. And I decided, nah, I'm going to go to the I'm going to go to the Olympic Village. I want to see that. So I went down there, and the first thing that I kind of came by was the Olympic pool, the aquatic center. And I I guess I should have known better, maybe, but I didn't realize that they turn these places after the Olympics. Like, they still use them for competitions and stuff like that, but they basically turn them into community clubs, like fitness clubs. So I go to the aquatic center, and people have like passes that they're using to swipe in. It's like a like an LA fitness, like any other place. And I was like, okay, this is different. So I go up to the front counter and I say, you know, kind of what's what's the deal? I'm not from around here. What's the deal? They said, well, you can get in for two pounds. I was like, done. And uh, and of course they have, you know, for tourist idiots like me, they had a store that sold. Uh, swimsuits and stuff. It was a Speedo store, and it was right there in the front. And so I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to sit here and take pictures. And then I thought, no, I'm I'm going to swim in the Olympic pool. So I just, I don't know, dropped a couple bucks on a cheap swimsuit, hopped in, and <laughs> went for a little dip. Uh, I didn't realize that it was a bring-your-own-towel thing, so I had to use a couple of T-shirts, which was totally worth it. You know, I'm in the slow lane, so I'm with a bunch of older people, which is fine, and I'm not the greatest swimmer, and I didn't have goggles, and I have long hair that's getting in my face, so I didn't go too crazy. I just got a little workout in, and I'm just sitting there thinking, here's the pool where Michael Phelps broke the world record for the most medals awarded by any Olympian ever, you know? (laughs) like just casually it's just a fitness club like I got you know this 60 year old guy who's talking politics over in the corner and you know in the in what used to be like the warm-up or press room they have you know bikes and treadmills and weightlifting things and stuff like that it's it was hilarious so yeah I took a dip in the Olympic pool and then I decided to go down to the Olympic Stadium the the main track and field stadium which I Again, probably should have known this, but that stadium is now a football soccer stadium. They use it, let's see, because after the 2012 Olympics, it was, I don't want to say auctioned, but a few uh, a few teams decided to bid on who would 
use it. And the team that won was West Ham United, which is a, a pretty good team, historically speaking. And so I get down there, and, you know, they have their pro shop and everything. And I'm like, hey, you guys have any tours or anything? They say, yeah, we actually have one that just left. You want to join them? I said, absolutely. So I get in there, and little did I realize that this tour was going to be like my Croke Park tour that I did in in Dublin, which that was really cool. But this one meant a little something to me just because, you know, I was a cross-country guy back in high school, so we ran 5Ks, and of course that's a track event in the Olympics, so I'm sitting there, you know, my inner runner geek is kind of geeking out. And <laughs> so, you know, everybody else is there because they love West Ham United. And sure, you know, that that's all cool, but I'm just freaking out as a runner. So, you know, we go into the suites and the press boxes and all that stuff. And he's like, yeah, here's the locker room. And so I'm snapping pictures, sending them to my friends that are all big football soccer fans. I'm like, dude, I'm in the locker room. They're like, no way. They're freaking out. And then he's like, yeah, you guys want to go out on the pitch on the field? It's like, yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's do that. And so we walk down there and we get on the pitch. This is a 70,000 seat stadium. It's huge. It's absolutely enormous. They can fit even more people in there with like stadium like with concerts and stuff it's absolutely bonkers and they still host track events there because it's yeah it's a great track they actually had just hosted the I think it was the IAAF World Championships for track in 2017 where Usain Bolt it was supposed to be his last race and he blew out his hammy in the 4 by 100 meter <laughs> relay so it was it was so cool because he's like, yeah, you guys want to go out on the pitch? We're like, yeah, absolutely. He's like, yeah, well, right now you're standing on the track. <laughs> Just like, okay, yeah, here's where world records were broken right here. <laughs> I'm standing on the track just casually. And, you know, it, it was, oh, my gosh, it was it was so cool. It was so unbelievably cool. I'm freaking out, and, of course, there are the – spots where the team sits and where the owner sits in the really really nice chairs I'm sitting there like this is so cool uh <laughs> did that that was neat oh I forgot to mention I also went to the portrait gallery that was really neat so I saw all those famous pictures of all these famous people you know the the famous uh Pippa portrait that's I think it was painted a couple years ago or something I can't remember but it looks like a photograph it's so unbelievable but yeah so I, I saw that stuff that was really really neat and so on my last so like I said Monday was my last day that's when I went to the Olympic Stadium there and then I made one last stop before I went back to the coach station and that was St. Paul's Cathedral, and I didn't realize this, but, you know, I, I, I walk in, and they're handing out pamphlets, like little worship aid things, and I said, what's what's going on, and they said, well, we're having a, excuse me, we're having a little choral uh, celebration kind of thing, we're, we're, we're having a, a celebration, I said, oh, okay, cool, so I go in there, and they sit us behind the altar 
in the choral pews. You know, like how in the big old churches in Europe you have the main front altar that's like the new altar, the the, the post-Vatican II altar, and they have the, the old altar that's way in the back behind the the choir benches and there's like in between those there's there's those big wood choir benches where they they face each other you know and and they're carved out of wood and they always have these angels and things all carved into them and they're unbelievably beautiful and the acoustics are of course perfect because why wouldn't they be and so they sat us in those seats and I you know, I sat there for 45 minutes, and they had a, you know, a smallish choir, like 25, 30 people, and it's in this huge, huge building, and it just filled the room, just completely filled the room. Of course, it's, it, it, it brings a tear to your eye how beautiful it is, and I just walked into it, you know, like, I had no idea this was going on, and I just, boom, there it was, just like that. And it, it, just, it just blows my mind how things like that can happen. Like, again, with my tour, you know, I just, I just walked there. I just walked into it, and it just was happening. And it was right there. They're like, yeah, the next one is in two hours, so you got here at a great spot. Absolutely, yeah. And honestly, it was, it was so amazing. I seriously think I probably had the best four-day trip I possibly could have. Because, I mean, London is, like I said, it's huge. I feel like I didn't see anything there. And I saw so many things. I saw that, you know, I, you know, I, I've just spent, what am I at, 35 minutes talking about it. And I feel like I barely even skimmed the surface. I really do. Like, I wanted to see the war museums and all that stuff. I just didn't have time. So I really hope I can go back someday, hopefully when I'm still on this trip. If not, I'll do it again sometime. But London was unbelievable. It was so incredibly cool. And just the combination of the old history, the, the old, you know, past centuries of their dynasties and the... They uh, they talk about Henry VIII a little bit. <laughs> I didn't realize that. I mean, I guess I should have known. Again, I say that a lot on this episode, but like I I should have known that Henry VIII was a bigger deal. But they, I mean, portraits of him everywhere because the Anglican Church. And I mean, it was it was just so different because he comes up in European history in the States occasionally, but we don't really think about the Anglican Church much, I guess. I don't know. But it was it was just different. That was that was cool. I could not stop laughing at people's accents. I'm sorry. I just get a kick out of the British accent. I think it's so funny. I I like I love it. Don't get me wrong. It's it's cool. It you know Americans love it. It makes people sound intelligent, you know. But it was just so funny to me. I just, and you know, of course, you have like Scots and you have some Irish people that were there too, especially for the Memorial Day, Armistice Day celebrations. And it was, <laughs> I was just getting a kick out of it. But uh, but anyway, that's that's me rambling on and on. I just, I loved London. It was so cool. I... I, I can't, 
I've, I've gotten the question, what's been your favorite city so far? I can't pick because every city is so different. Like Dublin had the best vibe, in my opinion. London was amazing. It was huge. So there was a ton of stuff going on. And you could spend a week there and not see everything. I, I really think that. And I spent four days there. So I really hope I get to go back. I would love to go back. I'd love to see that city again, whether, again, whether it be in the next year when I'm still here in Europe or whether it's on a business trip later or whatever. I would love to go back. But unbelievable city. Totally recommend you go there. So, 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 so cool. And do all that cool stuff. Do all that impulsive stuff. Don't necessarily go in with a plan. Just go for it. That's been my travel advice for pretty much every city that I've ever been to. And it's funny because when I, I came here, I thought, when I came to London, I thought, oh, okay, I'll get a walking tour or something. What walking tour? You can't get a walking tour of London. You'd die. <laughs> You'd need to take a bus tour. Like, that's why they're there is because the city is so big. It's, it's, it's enormous. You can't walk around that city. So if you do plan on going to London... Word of advice, bring nice, like, bring walking shoes and, you know, be ready to walk because it's a lot of walking. But I, I loved it. I really, really did. I really want to go back, and I'm really excited about my upcoming trips. Uh, come to think of it, I also have another thing coming up. I have a concert that I'm going to in a few weeks it's a metal show. I'm going with a couple of friends of mine. One of my flatmates and one of our mutual friends are big metal heads. And so we're going to see uh, a few bands in Amsterdam in a few weeks. That's going to be super fun. I think it's, what is it, December like 12th, 13th, something like that. It's a Friday. I can't remember the specific date off the top of my head. But anyway, we're going to that show. If I remember correctly, it's Of Mice and Men, In Flames, and Five Finger Death Punch. So that's going to be super, super fun. Um, and then, of course, Christmas break, Prague, Vienna, and Amsterdam, and Delft, of course, because my family has to see Delft, where I've been living for three months, three months, three and a half months it's already been. How crazy is that? Three and a half months I've been here. I mean, it, the, the time flies. It really does, especially when you're so <laughs> busy like me. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing how much I think I've changed. It's amazing how an atmosphere will change you, and I, I've been having an amazing time. Sure, I'm busy. Sure, I'm up to my neck in work. Let me just briefly tell you, I'm taking 17 credits this quarter. This quarter, I'm taking 17 credits. As a reference, last quarter, I took seven. <laughs> so I am taking, I'm taking four classes. I'm taking structures which is gonna be really hard I have vibrations I have let's see I have aerodynamics level 2 and I'm also taking a technical elective that is a wind turbine renewable energy technical class which is really cool that that class ended up being really neat and then I'm also doing my research on top of that which is another reason why this podcast is late I had the exam on Tuesday and the day before Monday, I had to turn in something for that research project. So I have been up to my ears in work, 
But anyway, that's not what you want to hear about. What you want to hear about are the great times that I'm having, which hopefully I've told you guys all about and you guys have enjoyed this. I really, really love it here. Still do. Three and a half months. Got another, I don't know, uh, let's see, ten months. I've got another seven-ish to go. I want to say six, seven to go. But anyway, I not that I'm looking, <laughs> not that I'm looking like, oh, only this much left. No, I love it. I absolutely love it. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will keep you guys posted on those trips that I'm taking on that concert, on my Christmas break, and on my ski trip. I'm already training for it. I had leg day yesterday, so I can't walk today. <laughs> but I am super, super excited to tell you guys all about that. I'm not sure when I'll do my next episode. I might do one after the concert just for kicks. But I might do one right before Christmas. Oh, and Thanksgiving. Sorry, that was kind of loud. Thanksgiving, of course, is not a thing here. So I had class last Thursday morning, which kind of stunk. It was at quarter to nine in the morning, two hours worth of lecture. And then I went to Kentucky Fried Chicken. (laughs) There's a KFC near Delft, about 15 minutes by bike. So I went to KFC. The thing that bummed me out, though, was they didn't have mashed potatoes and gravy. That was the entire reason I went, is because chicken and mashed potatoes and gravy is close enough to to turkey and mashed potatoes and gravy, in my opinion, for this. And they didn't have it. They had french fries. So I had corn, which was as close as I got, but (laughs) it was just kind of a bummer. But, I mean, you know, it was great. I went with another American friend of mine, and we had a grand old time. Everybody was saying, Happy Thanksgiving, because tomorrow's Black Friday, so we're going to go jean shopping in town, of course, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, but anyway, I will keep you guys posted. I will let you guys know when I'm doing my next episodes. I will be keeping in touch with you guys. I will see you guys soon. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving back there, even though it was a week ago. Hope you guys got a lot of good deals on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening.